Just when you thought it was safe to go looking for a podcast, you stumbled across us. Fantastic. You're in the right place. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you found the number one podcast in all the land. Okay, just Mississippi. But we're going with that until documentation proves otherwise. Now strap in for the journey from the lower levels of Ridgewood Recording Studios. We are World of Wild. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is William back again for another episode today. Guys, today's episode is just a candid conversation between two guys that have become friends, um, not only you know, through Facebook and through other social media, but also through the podcasting world. Uh, the gentleman that I'm going to have a conversation with today is Dr. A. Jerome Butler. Uh, he's based out of the Carolinas. And Jerome actually was a listener of the show. He caught one of my episodes early in this iteration that is World of Wally and uh, was really taken back by the content that I was covering, uh, became a fan, became a listener. And so we had the opportunity to uh, correspond, and he actually brought me on his show. He has a podcast also. And we had a, just a wonderful time. It was one of the very first guest appearances I ever did. And if you get a chance to go back and check that out, it's um, it's pretty rough because I was terrified. Well, not terrified, just not really comfortable, not confident, I guess would be the best word to say. But he told me I did a fantastic job, so that's all that really matters. So, guys, today um, it's I'd never had an opportunity to get him on the show, and I had kept telling him that I wanted to get him on the show, and let's just have a candid conversation about life in general. And that's pretty much what we did. Um, just two believers, two sojourners, just wandering through this old lost world. Uh, we talk about a little bit of everything. But the one thing that we did, um, the kind of the underlying theme of our conversation was grace and how grace falls like rain. So, guys, after the break, if you tune back in, you'll, you'll hear a candid conversation between two guys that really enjoyed having a conversation. So, Dr. A. Jerome Butler, Grace Like Rain. After the break, guys. Hey, guys. Your host, William, here. Quick question. Are you a First and Second Amendment kind of person? Because if you are, our new affiliate partner, Tactical Brotherhood, is your place. If you're looking for ammo, guns or gear check out the link in the episode notes and enter code patriot15 at checkout to receive that 15 percent discount also tactical brotherhood veteran-owned company now back to the episode okay everybody we're back to the show today and my guest uh, a gentleman that actually i have we've never met in person but I do consider him a close friend. Uh, he made the mistake of featuring me on his show back a few months ago, and that's what launched me into stardom. That's that's where you, you laugh at this point, where we talk about launching me into stardom. Uh, I'm trying to emulate this guy from that point forward because I see all the stuff he's got going on. Um, we are um, 
friends not only through podcasting, but we're also friends through the ministry. He is a pastor. I also am a pastor, and that's kind of a connection that we made pretty quickly. Uh, he made a mistake of listening to one of my early episodes and said, man, I don't know who this guy is, but I think I want to talk to So uh, at this point, I'm going to bring it to the show Dr. A. Jerome Butler. How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. How are you doing, my friend? I am fantastic. You know, I, I've known you all this time. I still don't know what the A stands for. I always, thought, I always thought it'd be Dr. The Jerome Butler. No, the A is for awesome. No, the, I think the A is for one of the apostles of Christ, Andrew. All right. I, I, although awesome would fit the bill, though, because you have got a lot going on. Look, some of my listeners kind of know your, your, your journey and some of the stuff you got going on because they follow me on different social media. And, of course, I share a lot of your stuff and you share a lot of my stuff. And, of course, you know I greatly appreciate that. But for for the majority of my listeners listening today in this moment, tell them exactly who Jerome Butler is and and what your purpose is. Oh, awesome, my friend. Let me let me start by saying first of all, uh, I'm a born again believer. Uh, I want to make sure I start with that because um, uh, I've had uh, a lot of loves in my life. I've done a lot of things in my life, but uh, only what I do for Christ is going to last, my friend. Um, Spent uh, several years in the military. My uh, military retired um, from the Army. Um, I, uh, as you said, I have a PhD in um, Christian counseling, as well as a, a master's degree in business. Um, have been in ministry now, uh, going on close to uh, 30 years. Um, pastored three churches in, in the course of my life, and un- unfortunately, because of health reasons, uh, I won't pastor any longer. Uh, the rigors of pastoring and and uh, taking care of, of God's sheep is is just a little bit too much of me, uh, too much for me, uh, because of my health at this point. So uh, God has placed me uh, in another mission field, um, and and that's kind of kind of what we're doing. Our our hands are in a lot of pots. You know, the uh, the body of Christ has a lot of needs, and and He raises us up with uh, with purpose and destiny. So that, that's that's. Uh, kind of me in a nutshell my friend so um in the midst of all the stuff you've got going on i didn't even mention that you're an award-winning author well why don't you share a few of your literary projects with us to start with and then we'll jump into some of that hands and feet type stuff that you were talking about <laughs> sure enough my friend sure enough well 2005 i had uh i don't i don't know for whatever reason i got the uh this this wild idea that that i could write a book uh, there was a guy that came out named Rick Warren that wrote a book, uh, The Purpose Driven Life. And it seemed, and, and, and I'm just being honest, there were some some pieces in, in Rick's book that thought that was awesome, but uh, spoke to the church and kind of spoke to people's lives. But um, I, I thought there were some things missing. And uh, so I felt the Lord telling me to, to write a book. So I wrote a book called The Power of Your Destiny, How to Harness the Centrifugal Forces of Life, <laughs> tongue twister there. And uh, that book was um, that book was a regional bestseller uh, in the southeast, and uh, was very surpri- very surprised and very proud of that 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 uh, that book. Uh, and then several years later, we wrote a book called Transformation of the Mind. Um, you know, uh, if you change your thinking, you can uh, change your life. So that's kind of the premise of, of that book. And then several years ago, we wrote, wrote Managing the Miracle. Um, how to, we wrote Managing the Miracle living the miraculous life and uh where we brought out uh you know uh, my dear friend you know everybody makes odds on you 
and, and that book deals with uh, those people, how to identify odds makers. You know, when you got married, there was people in your wedding that already had made a decision whether you and your wife would last, you know, unconsciously or consciously they did. So we, we teach the, the four or five personalities that are called odds makers, you know, positive odds makers, those people that uh, just just love you to death. You know, whatever your vision is, they see it. But we also talk about prolific odds makers, those people that are kind of hands on. You know, if, if you fail, they're sitting there saying, uh, we knew you were going to mess up, you know, <laughs> so yeah. so we kind of identify those people in that book. And uh, thank goodness, I just released um, a book this year. It's a devotional. Uh, I was writing another book called Power Tools. And in the midst of that, I heard God telling me to write a devotional um, before I released that book. And it's it's, it's uh, Moments of Grace, uh, Devotional for a Busy Life. And my final work that I'm working on, um, I feel will be my last um work here on earth. I'm, work, I'm working on a commentary. I've been working on commentary for the last 10 years, and I'm probably another 10 years away from completing that. So, uh, first first of all, let me jump back real quick, because I can tell you why your first book was a, especially, at least a regional uh, bestseller. It's because in the Deep South, you used a word like centrifugal. <laughs> Alright, so first of all, my mom always taught me my mom always told me, don't never use a word you don't know how to spell. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty sure people bought it just out of curiosity. Like, what the heck is centrifugal? I got you. Yeah. I got you. So, well, uh, you, know, just, you already know what centrifugal means. I mean, I knew what, I know what it means, but I'm just I saying, know, you know, know not. we got to harness those things that yeah. are fast moving. Because, man, we got a fast moving world. And right now, so many of us, we're, we've fallen away from, from our purpose, fallen away from our destiny, and fallen away from the Lord. So, uh, like I said, that book was it was it was an awesome book. I thank God for the for the opportunity. So you got a decade tied up into a commentary you're writing. You you at least feel you have another decade to put into it. So that's at twenty least. years into a commentary, which is that's at what least. sounds like a life work to me. Yeah. Uh, right before you said that though, you said something about you were working on a project and then the Lord shifted the gear on you. So does that yeah. mean that He's going to take you back to finish that project? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny that you would say that. I just had a young lady that, that, that reached out that, that purchased all of my books at once and with the new uh, devotional that's out. And she said, well, what about this book? But she got the uh, devotional, and I talk about how I was led to uh, write the devotional before mm. doing Power Tools. And she said, well, so when is this coming out? And so I ha- I'll have an answer. I really don't have an answer, my friend, because the commentary has taken up so much so much research and everything that's going into that. So I don't know. I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants to include, let me say this. My daughter is also an author. My 11-year-old, she wrote a book when she was nine. Uh, we're foster parents. And uh, so so that book, uh, majority of the proceeds go towards foster care. And so um, she, you know, she said, well, now that you've finished your book, guess what? I said, what? Well, you promised me you're going to help me with my other book. So, so I got to help the 11-year-old with her book. And then, then we'll, go, we'll go from there. And you, I tell you, you, and that's just the literary side. We ain't even talked about the feet. The what is it? The boots on the ground and the and, the, the, ground, and the hand, yeah, and yeah. putting and putting what is it? Putting uh, uh, hands and feet to the work of Jesus. We ain't even talked about that yet. So, um, quick question: You were talking about your eleven-year-old is writing a book now. That's right. So, is she? Is that the direction she thinks she's headed? She's going to be a a prolific and world-renowned author. I don't know. You know, everybody, all of my ministry friends, they tickle me because they call her the little prophetess. Mm. Uh, she has such an in spirit with people. 
Um, if she met you right now, brother, and something was hurting you, she would automatically, you know, ask you what's wrong with you. She has such a, her, her spirit is so in tune with people. It is, it's, it's almost scary. It's almost scary. You know, she'll come downstairs and, and to me and my wife and she'll just ask us, can we, can, can we pray? And we're saying, well, what's wrong? There's something going on with somebody in the family. I don't know what, I just, just don't feel right. She's 11. I mean, she's been doing it since mm-hmm. she's about eight. You know, and then and sometime later we'll find out, um, you know, somebody's either passed or somebody was in a car wreck or somebody close to us was going through something. And, you know, we'll, we'll share with them, you know, our, our daughters um, just woke up in the middle of the night and we, you know, uh, we went through our prayer list and you were on it, you know, and, and things like that. So, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one thing that we are teaching her, um, my dear brother, is uh, we're teaching her, which, again, we, we get into the boots on the ground piece here. Um, I'm a, I'm an avid investor. In fact, we own a company that teach people how to invest in property, stocks, everything else. And so that's, that's kind of one of the other things we're teaching her. Um, you know, we are saving for college, but my main thing is I want her to go to college to learn a skill, not because she has to go to college to get a job. So she is really, really fired up about investing also. You know, so that's that's mm. and, and her main thing is always are my stocks better than yours today? You know, <laughs> so that's kind of where she's at. <laughs> Look, it's not a crime to teach a young child how to, how to, ha- to not only have a concept of money, but to know how to manage it. That's not a crime, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, Trust it, me. It, it's, I, it's I, I got three kids at the house. I, I'm still uh, well, well, I don't have them at the house anymore. My oldest one's married now on her own doing her own thing. My son, matter of fact, talking about finance, my son just recently went to work for uh, Regions, which, which you know, you know the banking institution Regions. It's right, huge right, here in the right. southeast, and uh, he's going to be doing uh, mortgage analyst type stuff. I don't know all this. It's all about numbers. And then my youngest one will be the one that will still be at my house when she's forty because she's a you know she's a struggling artist. She's yeah. she's a painter. She's a you know she's a, she draws. She's uh, she's amazing. I mean, she's got great, ridiculous talent, but she'll be that one that I'll eventually at 40. I'm like, look, I've got to go to the nursing home. You've got to go. So, but uh, so it's no it's no crime to have a, a real concept of, of money and how to handle it. So um, boots on the ground. You were talking about you, you also have to try to teach people about finance. And um, so. What else? I know you've got some uh, community type projects. Uh, I know you guys are big in like building houses. For yeah. is it underprivileged or is it? Uh, what do you what do you consider the housing project you guys are working on? What is that called again? Yeah, it's called the Grace Project. The Homes. Grace Project. Yeah, Grace Project. Unfortunately, there's another company that has uh, the Grace Project, so we had to make it Grace Project's Homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just call it Grace Project for short. And so, just the. Um, the summarized version is we we build homes and, or we refurbish homes for people that are homeless and vets. Um, because whether people know it or not, whether your listeners know it or not, uh, while we're getting ready to move into a, a renter society, um, I don't think a lot of people understand what's going mm-hmm. on with the increasing in house, housing prices and and let me get off on a tangent just for a little. Go bit. ahead, man. Go. Uh, right now, uh, whether you guys know it or not, as you listen to me, like I told you, I'm an, I'm an avid investor and a fundamental investor. Um, we have foreign powers right now that are buying up residential homes, uh, Saudi Arabia, China, um, Arab Emirates. I'm not talking about in, investors like you and I. I'm talking about actual countries right now are looking at 
pricing out other uh, just homeowners to to buy residential homes and make them rental property. So the plan right now is to uh, put us in a position where we can no longer own our own homes. Now, guys, I know that sounds crazy, but I'm telling you what what's in the tea leaves. I'm just telling you what's going on. So what we're doing is um, God is placing on our heart to, um, you know, before we leave this earth, at least myself and my organization to build 100 homes and at least 49 or excuse me, 48 of the 50 states, at least in the continental U.S. Uh, and so what the program is, is like I said, homeless and vets, and we keep their rent below the between four and six hundred dollars a month for 10 years. And then after 10 years, we give them the home. Now, that's a little misleading because, you know, they, they have to go through some um, some gear points that we have in the program. Number one, we teach them, you know, how to how how to save, invest, how to maintain and keep a job. They have these are parts of things they have to. Like I said, and after ten years, we we give them a home. But now, um, the reason I said that's misleading is they don't have to pay the mortgage any longer. Okay, so for the next twenty years, which would which would put us at a thirty year agreement with us, for the next twenty years, they don't pay any any rent. They don't pay any mortgage. If there's still a mortgage, my organization will take care of the mortgage. We want that to make legacy property. We want that property to be passed on to other to other children, relatives, or whatever. Uh, they do not have the right uh, within that 30 years of selling it. We want them to get in a home. Can you imagine what you can do? First of all, we're giving you a, a, a big break on a two or three bedroom home of being just six, $400 to $600 a month. And then after 10 years, you have no more mortgage. How much could you save? How much could you invest? How much could you bring yourself up out of poverty? So that's the plan in a nutshell. Well, and the, you were talking about making it a legacy property, and I'm I'm actually old enough to remember when that used to be a big deal. When yeah. when you yeah. used to would have property would be passed down, and it would I mean it was uh, the community would frown upon you if you, yeah. for example, your parents passed away and the property was passed you on you, and then yeah. you then you messed around and sold it to somebody outside your own family. I remember when that used to be a big deal. I mean, the community was would seriously frown on that. Now, grant you, I do live in the Deep South, and I've been told that in other parts of the country, that's not a big deal. Um, I'm not saying that those that were raised in the South were raised right, but I mean, I'm just saying it's, it makes kind of, it seems like good common sense to me. You should not... Um, willingly give up on something that your parents or grandparents or great grandparents worked so hard to, to try to keep. Well, you and I are on the same, the, the same uh, uh, token, my friend, because right now in America with the next generation that's coming up with this, with our generation, our millennials that's coming up, uh, the reports are showing that we are, that the next generation behind you and I will lose and are losing right now $1 billion in property wealth every single year. That's I sad. want that to sink in. That's One sad. billion kind of, dollars yeah. with a B. That's billions with a B, folks. Yeah, with a B. Every yeah. single year, they're losing $1 billion of property loss every single year. That means grandparents and parents have, that work their, their hearts out to uh, provide for them, to provide a home, they are losing $1, one, $1 billion of wealth every year, property wealth. Uh, so, like I said, the only thing that, that I can see, and I thank God for putting that on our heart, is try to stave off some of that. And try to get ahead of some of this, and hopefully some other organizations, hopefully some other uh, believers will get get uh, get behind what our efforts and what we're doing. 
That's an unbelievable statistic you just hit us with. Okay, now you, you're writing books. You are teaching folks financial, um, you're, you're imparting your financial wisdom upon people, uh, trying to help them every way that you can. Uh, you you were just, uh, to recently, you were actually pastoring a church also. I was. Yeah. I, how in the world, uh, because there, here's a off, this is kind of off, I'm talking about a tangent, let's jump off the, the road just a second. No problem. You also have a podcast. I'm trying to figure out how in the world you the 30 minutes that you have available, like you, you must not ever sleep. This must be what the problem is. Well, that's what my wife says. You know, she says you butlers don't sleep between me and my my daughter and myself. She always says we don't sleep. Yeah, we have a podcast. It's called Moments of Grace, and we release it uh, twice a week. And uh, we're, we're um, just trying. You know, we grow up. We want to be like you, Wally. We want to have look, uh, touch as many lives as we can. I know how busy I am, and I had to cut back to <laughs> once a week. I don't know how in the world you cranking out two episodes a week. So, brother, it's nothing but the Lord. I can say it's nothing but the Lord. My okay. Give give my listeners because because they're gonna want to check your podcast out too because they're gonna want, they're gonna go to your website when we get done here they're gonna check out a lot of stuff about the Jerome Butler so sure moments of grace that that's mm-hmm. a that's a pretty broad uh, spectrum so give right. me an example of a typical month uh, let's just take last month for example who exactly or what type of people were featured on your podcast last month. Well, let, let me say this first of all. When you when you listen to the the the, the name, you automatically would think that it would be uh, Christian broadcasting or something along those lines. It's not. I always say that we are family friendly broadcasting. So um, typical month, we just had a unfortunately we just had a broadcast with a young lady whose father um, molested her when since she was a thir- thirteen to age nineteen. She wrote a book. Uh, we've also had people on that that give us financial advice. We have business people on it's just a full gamut like i said we grew up we're trying to be like you my friend i just you know i, I see everything that you're doing and, and the people oh, you have and great guests you have on your show and uh it, it, it kind of gives us the template of, of what we need to do and where we need to go so so uh you know like i said we cross a, a very eclectic broad spectrum of people and then um you know maybe once or twice a month i have a commentary of um you know of, of social events also i give out uh, some, you know, financial advice, you know, like I just did one on mortgage hacks, you know, how to, how to pay off your mortgage in seven to 10 years, you know? So, so, uh, I think it's, a, um, I, I thank God we, we, uh, are, and you're going to get a kick out as well. Um, my second largest, um, audience outside of the U S <clears throat> where do you think it would be? Um, if it's dealing with finance, I'm going to say somewhere in Asia. Okay, that would be a that would be a good that would be a very that would yeah. be a very good. But that's not it, is when it? When I hit you, it's just not it. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> I didn't figure it was. <laughs> I think the Asian market is probably like five or six. It's okay. Ireland, uh, <laughs> the Emerald Isle, the, the Emerald Isle, Isle. My second largest listing audience is out of crazy. Ireland and, and Puerto Rico, uh, Great Britain. It, it just has blown my mind, and I, I love to. I love. Uh, uh, my my, my uh, guests that uh, excuse me my my uh, listeners out of Ireland I always I say that we must be the Emerald Isle show because uh, we have so many listeners out of, out well, of out let of me Ireland. tell you a funny let me, I'll share this is this is a funny story for you I 
I don't, I mean, you know this because you actually follow, I mean, you, you check in on a few of my episodes every now and then, as you just admitted, because you're trying to figure out how to do this thing right, according to what you just said. Of course. For my listeners, disregard most of what he just said. He bumped his head before we started, and he's got a concussion. So, here's the deal. Uh, my episodes, I now have them set to where they drop at 12.01 a.m. on Friday morning, okay? Which okay. is, you know, another, on the other side of the world, that's right. another day. And I have, um, within 10 minutes of my episode dropping, um, I, for some crazy reason, like the first 20 to 25 listens or downloads or whatever, interactions, whatever you want to call them, guess where that comes from? Take a wild guess. Pick anywhere in the world and tell me where you think it comes from. Uh, Russia. I don't know. No, man. I'll tell you what. Although, although I do have some Russian listeners. Right. That, that'd be, right. Not France. South Korea. Get out of now here. Tell awesome. me, tell me South Korea. <laughs> I mean, literally, out true. of the first probably 100 interactions I get on every new episode, a fourth of them come out of South Korea. Wow. And I don't want to. Awesome. Hey, I thank my South Korean audience, which I thank all my audience, but I really thank that's the right. South Koreans because they carry me early. So. Right, I got you. So, I got you. Uh, but, but no, awesome. I. I haven't, I haven't reached the, the kind of the heights that you have in the podcasting world. Of course, I'm also not as an established, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say character because that makes you seem like something off television. Um, the stature. I don't have quite the stature you have among the world audiences you do. So, uh, and I already told you, man, if I had the voice like you've got, I mean, you got a little... I don't even know. Kind of look, kind of Barry White meets uh, maybe James Earl Jones. I don't know. It's it's. If I had that, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Although, <laughs> let, let me share this. I think you'll find this real funny. I had a I had a guest that, that she just really was talking about my voice, and mm-hmm. and after my wife got through listening to the podcast, she said, "You know, you can't have her back on." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Man, I, look, I. Uh, what what else you got going on? What I mean, you got thirty minutes every day left over now after all that we just talked about. So what are you doing in thirty minutes? I mean, I'm assuming you go to your prayer closet and pray for thirty minutes at least, huh? Brother, uh, the last thing that I'd like to share with you on, on Facebook, eight o'clock every Sabbath, every Saturday morning, we have and as he says, we do have a thirty minute um, teaching that we do, and it's called Sunrise Saturday. And uh, we just really thank God for the people that get up that time in the morning. You know, you 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 can cheat and go on and, and, and listen to it later. But, you know, we'll have 20 or 30 people that will show up on Saturday mornings and for that teaching and, and for prayer. And it's, it's basically we pray and then we use like the last 15 or 10, 10 or 15 minutes to uh, do some some biblical teaching and love on one another. And, and we always end with, you know, uh, I love you and you can't do nothing about it. And that message needs to be resonated more and more uh, as we go on today, my dear friend. So I'm, I'm just amazed with that audience. Uh, like I said, that's that's kind of, since I'm not uh, in a pulpit any longer, um, you know, we're, we're using Facebook and that platform. You know, Christ said we should do greater things. And I used to scratch my head, head man. I said, how in the world am I going to do greater things than what Christ did? You know, he fed 5,000 and we believe it's about 15,000 when we <laughs> add children and, and, and women and just look at how many people have downloaded your podcast, you know, in the last two years, or how many people have we, the lives we've touched uh, in the last 30 years, man. So uh, it's, it's just beautiful to know that, that we have an opportunity to be his feet and hands here in the earth in this season. 
you know, I, I used to tell my congregation all the time, what you looking up for? You know, uh, manna isn't coming from on high, manna's in us. And so it's up to us to feed the world. It's not that God ain't raining down any longer. He's put his spirit in us. And so it is our jobs to feed the world. I believe you agree with me on what I'm about to say. It's it's love and acceptance. You know, there's, that's that's two things that have to that need to be done by everybody. Believer, non-believer, like love and acceptance. You need oh. to you need to be able to give love. You need to be able to receive it. And you need and acceptance is not toleration. Okay, that's acceptance right. is 100 percent unabated. You know, acceptance, and that's why you and I, I think uh, I think the Lord's blessed both of our our shows. For example. I don't, I don't, I don't have all those other projects going on like you do. But I mean, I'm using our, our our podcast for example. Yours has been successful, mine's been pretty successful, I would say. Um, and we've been able to reach a lot of folks because we go out of our way to put people on our show that most believers, you know, you and I both being believers, and folks that we, um, you know, coexist with pretty regularly, uh, like-minded believers. I have a lot of friends of mine that, that identify as a believer that say, man, I can't believe you had, you know, so-and-so on exactly. your show. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you yeah. mean? I said, right. where do you get off trying to tell that individual that they don't have the right to tell their story? That's right. Exactly. I mean, and I, and I, and I, and I know you do the same thing. I, I will bring anybody on my show if they can exactly. follow just a couple of simple rules. Right. You extend me respect, I'll extend you respect. If you, you know, you stay within a framework of what I'm asking you and not exactly. get off on some wild tangent, we're all good. Um, and like I said, I'm just, I'm, I am actually intrigued by a lot of the folks that I have on my show. I'm, I actually have brought folks on my show and, and I've had my opinion about certain things change through that interaction with yeah. them because yeah. I'm learning about they true know. acceptance. They so, uh, like That's I said, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a cultured, I'm not a cultured specialist in it like you are. I'm just, no, I'm just winging stop. it. I'm winging it. So, <laughs> well, I, I, well my, the thing with my podcast is, well, like, I'm, I'm a voyeur. Uh, in that, not, I don't want to see anybody uh, do anything that that's that's outside of their bedroom. I want to listen to the lives of people and see how those lives have changed. And that's why I said, you know, so it, it has to touch me first before it can touch my audience. I'm kind of like you. I asked them, uh, I want to be able to ride in my car. And my, my mother's 88 years old. I mm -hmm. want her to listen to my podcast as well as my 11-year-old at the same time. So if, mm -hmm. if, if you have uh, some vulgarity and cursing and all that other stuff, and, and like I said, you know, maybe the, the, the uh, uh, radio morning antics and foolishness, that, that's not my show. That's the show that you're looking for. But if you're looking for a show with some heart, if you're looking for some some intelligence, some 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 love and some intellect, um, you know, the word of God said, you know, like I tell people all the time, something's following us, Wally. And God said, grace and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, man. And so as long as that's following me, man, I want it to continue to catch me and catch my audience as well. Amen to that. Hey, man, before you, before you get out of here, I, we go, we're fixing to share how they can find you. I mean, it's pretty simple. You probably got a website that takes you, you know, takes you to everything. But uh, before you get out of here, yeah, like I said, you have 30 minutes a day left over. You just told us how you feel. It's, and we have, you officially don't sleep. You, your wife's been proven right. Yeah, you don't sleep. <laughs> but as the days carry on and, you, and you're still working on your 10 years, you know, you got 10 more years of commentary to work on. And some of your other projects, I'm not going to say lose steam. I'm going to say you've mastered them at that point. And you got enough folks. You got enough feet and hands helping you. 
there's there's going to be new opportunities. What what do you think's next? What do you think the Lord's got next for you? Uh, to be honest with you, my friend, I, I don't foresee myself ever pastoring again. I've had a I've had quite a few churches that have approached me about pastoring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for whatever reason, they like my message. They like you know, like my spirit, my heart. I, I don't see myself pastoring again, but I I said that before. So and you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is always my concept, and I think I shared the concept with you, my dear friend. We're vessels. You know, my, my glass of milk, my, my jug of milk cannot tell me where to pour it out at. It, it's a vessel. And so as a vessel, um, we have to be ready to be poured out when who owns us wants to pour us out. And so I really don't know, my friend. Uh, as you said, I, as, as you just said, I got, you know, if, if, if I had keys to everything I'm doing, you know, somebody would tell me, tell me to take the, some keys off the key ring. So, yeah. <laughs> so my key ring is 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 totally full, and, and everything we got going up, going on. I I just feel that uh, if if the Lord has something else for me, I'm I'm, I'm ready for it. That's all I can say. I, I I really don't know what else more I can do. I don't. I, you know, uh, I I I have another minister that that I licensed and and, and ordained, and uh, excuse me, I licensed her. And one thing I told her all the time is in ministry. At the end of the day, I want you to look back and ask yourself, am I empty? Because if you, if the good Lord calls you home and you're still full, then your day was not productive. Yeah. And so my bottom line, my friend, I just want to be empty when it's all said and done. I tell people all the time, if you don't go to bed every night broken open and waiting to be filled, then you've wasted Amen. your day. That's right. Yeah. I was just curious, man. I was wondering what the next thing was. You know, I, I told somebody I have just, no idea. <laughs> just yesterday, and I think I might even, I want to say I even shared this on social media. One decision could change your entire destiny. That's right. So. That's right. That's right. Well, you, well, you, you know, I think you're on the same, the, the same uh, plane I'm on. I always ask, the, always ask the question, what, what can one thing do? And a lot of people say, well, one thing can't do anything. I said, well, then you, you need to take uh, uh, 32 degrees of, of water and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, take it down to the zero degrees and see what happens. Just one degree can either mm-hmm. freeze it or make it stink. Can just change yep. the very nature of a thing yep. just because it's one degree difference. Yeah, ninety nine degrees. You get one more, That's one it. more degree. Is trust me, you gonna That's know it. a difference. That's it, brother. I can't thank you enough, man. I, first of all, uh, you know how appreciative I am that you took a chance on me, a greenhorn that had no. I told you when, when I was on your show. I had no idea what I was doing, and you know what? I still don't. I put everything in the Lord's hands, and and like I said, I'm I'm not Joe Rogan level yet, but I'm I'm getting closer to Jerome Butler though. Praise yeah, the Lord. You need to quit. You way past me, my friend. Man, what you, you just told awesome. me you're the family friendly version of Joe Rogan. That's what I heard. <laughs> well, somebody lied to you, my friend. Anyway, I like to get Joe Rogan's money. Look, before you get out of here. I know all there's right. got to be, you probably got everything going to one website, all these projects we just talked about. So how, if my listeners want to check out who Dr. A. Jerome Butler is and what you got going on, where, where can they go? Yeah, you can go to uh, drajrbutler.com uh, and we have our links to the to, to our uh, podcast. We have links there to um, purchase our books. We have a bookstore there. Uh, we have links to everything that we're doing right is right there. Also, if you are ever interested, I would encourage you to go and get our free newsletter. We also do a newsletter once a week, a free investment newsletter. It's for beginners. So if you're a guy that's from Wall Street, you're a guy that, that has uh, all of the, the, um, the 
financial acclimates, my little my little newsletter will seem uh, redundant and, and, and elementary to you. Uh, with our business, it's TradeAcademyPro.com, TradeAcademyPro.com. We say where beginners become winners. So we deal with people that uh, just want to ask some questions about the markets, want to learn how to do charting, want to learn how to read charts, and all of that stuff they didn't teach us in school is what we do. And so uh, the other piece is we, we also, if you ever need us to, we'll actually fly out. If you have a piece of property you want us to look at, <clears throat> once you pay our expenses, we'll actually fly out and work a deal out with you if, if it's investment property and things of that nature. So uh, that, that's that's kind of kind of everything in a nutshell. Or beginners become winners. Man, you tell you a preacher. You you a wordsmith, what you are. <laughs> All right, man. Look, hey, uh, you are based out of South Carolina, correct? That is correct. Yeah, I was trying to tell somebody I was interviewing a absolute social media mogul later today, and I said, and they said, "Where's he from?" I said, "North Carolina." And then I realized after I said that, that man's from South Carolina. You can you play golf at Myrtle Beach every week. I wish. Wow. Oh, I, I wish that was so. Oh, I didn't. I thought you had a membership. I, no, sir. Not, oh, I, not me. Not me. Okay. Just, I, just at the Augusta well, Masters. Well, I was. Well, I was told. Well, now I was told <laughs> that that's all preachers do. They work a day and a half week to play a lot of golf. So. Well, now everything I just shared with you. When am I gonna pay, play golf, buddy? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm telling yeah, exactly. you, I, I'm still trying to figure out when you sleep every day. Exactly. Exactly. You must be like a horse. You sleep standing up. I, I, man, that's the thing, though. It's, uh, uh, sleep uh, at my computer if, if my wife tells the truth. So. I understand. Well, look, man, can't thank you enough. You know I'm going to have you on in the future because uh, I, 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 enjoy, I just enjoy chatting with you, man. Um, and I, I do appreciate this friendship that you and I. Like I said, we've never actually met in person, but I, I, I feel a real kindred spirit and real friendship. And, uh, hey, the next time I'm in South Carolina, you can take me to, you, to your country club. That sounds good. And look, man, if you ever get lost, listen, if you ever get lost in Mississippi, ever get lost in Mississippi, I'll go wherever you want to go. And this is the God's honest truth, my friend. My door is always open. We have a prophet's room in my house. So, man, if you ever get to to South Carolina, I don't want to say the city, uh, but we ever get to to South Carolina, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you to come stay with us and let us love on you. Well, maybe the Lord keeps blessing me and I get a chance maybe to go up there and speak somewhere in that area. I'll stop by and check on you. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. Appreciate you again, Drew. And like I said, we'll be talking to you in the near future, brother. All right. Have a day of grace, my friend. All right, man. And as always, guys, Wally out. Hey, guys. Quick shout out to Timothy O. Davis of Ridgewood Recording Studios. His studio offers a full line of music production ranging from song demos and singles to fully produced albums. He focuses on excellence at every level of the recording and production process and will work with you for your project specific needs. So remember guys, Timothy O. Davis, reach out to him at timothydavis.org front slash Ridgewood Studios. This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner.